and welcome to Off The Shelf Reviews. I tried smoking meat once, the lighter wouldn't take. And I'm Gary, and today we're going to review and discuss Motel Hell, released in 1980, written by Robert and Stephen Charles Jaff, and directed by Kevin Connor. Ian, why don't you give us the synopsis for Motel Hell? Well, the story follows Vincent and Ida. Vincent played... Well, the story follows Vincent and Ida. Vincent, played by Rory Calhoun, runs a motel on the outskirts of a small town. And every now and again, he likes to take in visitors that he captures on the road. Now and again, he likes to take in visitors that he captures on the road. The visitors he buries in his garden and then smokes their meat to sell to the local populace. But when a young girl, Terry, turns up at his doorstep, Vincent might just become a little distracted. She knew she was eating a dog? Well, Granny never put any distinctions on any of God's creatures. She always used to say, Meat, meat, and man's got to eat! <laughs> so the original screenplay for this was intended to be a lot darker. Right, A right. lot more crude and more violent and probably with more nudity. Okay. And uh, Toby Hooper and Universal Studios were the ones that were the first up to to take on this project. Although, apparently Universal Studios looked at the script again and went, um, wait a minute, this is actually way too bizarre, way too intense, and way too dark, so we're going to pass on it. Yeah. And it was United Artists, I believe, that ended up taking the project, and uh, they ended up asking Kevin Connor to have a look at it, and he was like, yeah, this is way too dark. Mm -hmm. um, I would rather... I'm not going to attach myself to this project unless you lighten the tone of this. And I think that the writers were just like, if we ever want to get this made, yeah. we're going to have to lighten it up so that we can get this director. And I remember this director from films such as The Land That Time Forgot back yes. in 1974. Yeah. He also did At The Earth's Core in 1976. In his first horror film, the uh, From Beyond the Grave back in 74. Mm. And it was that one that he shown the writers to say, this is what I can do. And they were like, okay, you, you're you're our man for, uh, for Motel Hell. Yeah. I have always been uh, a big fan of uh, Warlords of Atlantis. Nice. By, by this director. And uh, I saw it when I was a kid and then I had to buy it. And it's and whenever I see it on, I'm like, I have to watch Warlords from Atlantis because they're just, it's, it's, it's such a little weird, quirky movie. And I, I had one view, perspective, I suppose, of Motel Hell as I was going into it. Um, was that it was, you know, it was going... 80s it was about a brother and sister running a motel who who smoke and kill uh human people um for their flesh and then sells the flesh to the local populace and i didn't think it was going to be very good i i honestly thought it was gonna, just going to be silly and then i noticed when i was researching it the you know it's got this satirical kind of look towards movies like psycho and texas chainsaw and weirdly enough, when you mentioned Toby Hooper just then, I thought, oh my God, imagine if they just let Toby Hooper go with what he wanted to do in this original Motel Hell idea of a brother and sister running this place. It would have been, yeah, like super, super dark. There's moments in this film that I, I was like, oh wow, that's like really good horror, you know, 101 right there. And then the very next moment there was like a joke. Or, I, I don't know, an unintentional joke that made me go, ah, that's funny, but it kind of changes my 
mood that I was just in on this movie. So I was all over the place with this movie. Well, that's what horror comedies have to try to balance really well. Yeah. And that's why some of them are really hit or miss when they overdo the horror or overdo the comedy. Like, tonally, these films can really work, but you, it's got to be precision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Rory Calhoun... I mean, he, from his uh, from his list of filmography that I looked up on, he had a he had a massive range. You know, he had so many movies. The one that jumped out to me was Night of the Lepus. Yeah, of course. So I was like, well, he was in that giant rabbit movie. You know, he's got to be really good. And just seeing him sat on the little wooden chair over the credit sequence, just you know, quiet contemplating life you know in the moment and i'm like he's a massive serial killer <laughs> you got all that just from just, him just oh man if they sit quietly outside their motel you know they got blown their hands and like, then he goes in and he sees his sister his sister ida played by nancy parson um and she's asleep on the bed with her thumb in her mouth listening to this televangelist preacher you know, I believe, I like, I might have missed it while watching the film, but the preacher is played by Wolfgang Jack. Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. Sorry, yes. Wolfman Jack. He's called Wolfman Jack. I don't know what else you'd say to that kind of stuff. It's not, not my uh, everyday watching anyway. No. Um, but we see Rory head out and he he's, well, under the disguise of duck hunting, he's out at night just, well, I think he is duck hunting. It just happens to be coincidental that those people are coming along. <laughs> right. I was like, this is, straight away, the film is just like, here's the coincidence where, like, like going into the film, you know he's a cannibal. Yes. And he's obviously out there hunting his, his fresh prey. Yes. And then these two are coming along, and I'm just expecting him to shoot one of them or to take out prey. Yes. And then these two are coming along, and I'm just expecting him to shoot one of them or to take out the bike. Mm. But they have an accident right in front of him. So, so they did. He didn't shoot the bike. There is a loud bang. Right. But you don't see him shoot. So I was just like, it must have been. He either did shoot. And the film is hiding this from us. Yeah. Or the bike did actually have an accident here. See, I thought I missed it. But I was I didn't rewind it because I was like, oh no, Ian, you're being silly. You're like, you'll check it later. <laughs> and I thought, oh yeah, they actually just the tire just blew out. Right. And they crash, and he he picks. Oh, oh yeah, they actually just the tire just blew out. Right. And they crash, and he he picks up Bo, uh, the male, and Terry, played by uh, Nina Axelrod, and Terry is only partially hurt, like she's groaning and moaning on the floor. And Vincent, like the the film doesn't fully tell you that Vincent's taken by her, I suppose, but he does seem to want to look after her more than anybody else. He comes across in the movie and sticks her in a van which maybe it's just present day thought process but i'm like man you really shouldn't move somebody yeah, i know when I, 
when you see her when you see him carrying her into the motel of just like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken her into the motel of just like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back into the motel of just like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're to the motel of just like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're just like motel of just like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're just like yeah we'll just just like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're just like yeah we'll just run her and like she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're just like yeah we'll just run her in the bed she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're just like yeah we'll just run her in the bed she could have had broken bones broken neck broken back and you're just like yeah we'll just run her in the bed yeah she'll be all right in the morning and it is like the next morning when she comes around you know she panics that there's like don't know where she is yeah where's Bo? where's where's my fiance where is he i I buried him already like right get the cops here now yeah (laughs) like this is not right and 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 let us he takes them to the cemetery or this graveyard. yeah (laughs) like this is not right and 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 let us he takes them to the cemetery or this graveyard and he's like yeah buried him here and the cop's like well the law states in this county that you can bury them if you know See, now that was the weird thing, because the sheriff, Sheriff Bruce, is related to Vincent and he, Ida. He's the younger brother. He's but you the, wouldn't yeah. have thought it, would you? Until no. Until mention it. And that's the funny thing, because I had to remind myself halfway through the movie that Ida is Vincent's sister. Yes. Like, I, I immediately, as soon as the movie started, I was like, oh yeah, that's his wife. It's kind of creepy that she lies in bed with her teddy bears and things like that, and he's attacking people at night. But they're cannibals but nancy parsons i i don't even really seen her in um in porkies yeah where she was playing like the 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 evil character in that and she played it really well she, she was also in one episode of star trek the next generation season three. Oh, okay <laughs> that's season three though i mean <laughs> that was a good season is it yeah i like but she her portrayal as ida in this was really really quite well where vincent's the older more calculating kind of killer she's having fun with it right she really does enjoy what they do you know and and we come to find out that yeah vincent has been selling this meat to the local town of greenville which i'm guessing bruce must live in and you never find out anything about the parents no. Which kind of does freak me out a little bit. They do mention an auntie at one point where the auntie taught them everything they knew about smoking meat. And Vincent one day decided to smoke her dog. Right. Through her naps and all that. So one day she asked me to shush it for her. <laughs> yeah, he sure did. He smoked that old dog just like a hog. <laughs> <laughs> that night, Vincent served it for dinner. <laughs> and Granny liked it so much, she nearly ate the whole poop. <laughs> and and then, was it the grandmother who, who completely devoured it? Yeah, yeah. And, and she was just like, oh, this is the great, greatest meat ever. You know, meat is meat and we've got to eat. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. But Vincent, you know, he, he helps terry and then terry stays at the hotel right i was like does she not have any family that want to come and stays at the hotel right i was like does she not have any family that want to come and find find her does the does the guy who died not have any family that want to come and find out what happened to him doesn't she want to go back home yeah uh, yeah and, but she's like that want to come and find out what happened to him doesn't she want to go back home yeah uh, yeah and, but she's like she's quite more than happy to just to stay at motel hello yeah 
Because she's kind of taken by Vincent. Vincent, you know, Rory Calhoun is really quite smooth. You know, he, he's he's a bit of a ladies' man. And you get the feeling, like, like Ida really doesn't come across as wanting to get rid of Terry, but she doesn't like her. She's interrupting, you know, their, their lifestyle right now. She could get in the way or she could find out yeah. what they're secretly up to. Yeah, because immediately, in my mind, like, Terry is just a massive liability. Even the brother, who's a sheriff, doesn't know what these two are up to. And he's a... And the, the sheriff is infatuated with Terry himself. But one of the best moments, I, I thought, in the whole of the movie was when Vincent, and, and with Ida as well, goes to his garden. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, well, you have the... Uh, his garden. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, well, you have the, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's an animal rights guy who turned up at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, And he, he comes in Bob. snooping around and he finds their secret garden. And you just see, oh. he comes in Bob. snooping around and he finds their secret garden. And you just see, he comes in Bob. snooping around and he finds their secret garden. And you just see all of these moving sacks. Yeah. Or, or, you know, in like the flower bed, like, or in this patch. And he takes off one of the one of the, the sacks and realizes that there's people being buried up you know, to their neck. Up to their necks, and they it looks like they've had their vocal cords removed. So all they can do is gargle. Yeah. They can't call out for help. And you're just like, what are they? Why is he planted humans in the ground? Is he is he growing them to, to harvest them later because he's a farmer? Yeah. Like it doesn't really make too much sense at this point. But then yeah, he gets knocked out. And then also gets buried in the in the patch as well. But we also cut to is it Ivan and the Terribles? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the band, the, the, these stoner the rock rockers band, in the band yeah. driving along. They're 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 smoking. They're listening to music, and uh, but they they're like they're one of the one of the first out loud laugh moments I had. Yeah, where it's just like, oh, we need to find somewhere to crash. Oh yeah, so did I. I they know. go around the corner, boom, <laughs> right into the bear traps, <laughs> crashes the van, and of course Vincent's right there to just cart them all out and escort all of them to his patch as well. Yeah, because I was a bit freaked out by this point as well because they were really incapacitated. And what the film doesn't tell you is that they are injecting them with some kind of knockout drug as well. Yes. To keep them... Completely in, pacify them. Yeah, to keep uh, incapacitate them for a couple of hours because then he's got to dig the holes and then Ida comes along and helps him drop the bodies in yeah. and buries them up to their he's neck. He's got the great big drill that he uses yeah. and Ida's the one... Bodies in yeah. and buries them up to their he's neck. He's got the great big drill that he uses yeah. and Ida's the one who's cutting their, their throats open. And it's like they've got a female there that he, you know, he he... he leaves in the ground he doesn't bother to take back to the hotel and it's the same when he comes across the two ladies um you know he's uh, we have this great moment between vincent and ida where vincent explains like he he really likes using the traps it's the hunt it's the yeah. thrill of the hunt and so he likes to have lots of different setups yeah and so for these two he's put loads of fake cows on the road yeah so that he knows that they're gonna have to get out of the car to go and move them you know in case they decide not to just plow right through them anyway well it is it is a quite fun moment like this is your atypical 80s horror where like the two girls are arguing in the car about which one of them goes out to move them and one of them gets out I did when I wikipedia the the, the movie I'm pretty sure these two girls were former playboy playmates ah. of years 78 and 79 i haven't checked out myself but you know they are very attractive yeah, yeah, yeah and one of them gets out of the car and she's the she's grabbed by vincent and drugged out straight away yeah and her friend is just like 
just panics and hits the gas. Hits the gas. But we also cut because Terry is now on a date with the with the police officer. Yeah. He's taken them to a drive-in theater where they're watching the monster that changed the world from 1957. Yeah. And uh, and like. We can. We already know that this guy's slightly off. I mean, he's a part of this family, right? So yeah, we know he's going to be slightly off. And he's. In, I mean, he he plays the move, you know, yeah. arm over the shoulder, yeah. And then he starts groping her, and she slaps him away, like, no, none of that, please. And so then he tries to rape her. He properly, yeah. And I was like, okay, Vincent's nothing like this. <laughs> but we hear over the policeman's radio the girl being chased by Vincent in his car. And right. so they decide... Oh, the girl being chased by Vincent in his car. And right. so they decide... Terry and the sheriff decide to jump in the... To, you know, get in the car and chase after them to find out where this girl is. And the movie, for me, kind of threw me all over the place. Like, that moment where he took Terry into the field, I was like, this is where they take all the abandoned cars. Like, that moment where he took Terry into the field, I was like, this is where they take all the abandoned cars. Right. That moment where he took Terry into the field, I was like, this is where they take all the abandoned cars. Right. But where he took Terry into the field, I was like, this is where they take all the abandoned cars. Right. But it's not he took Terry into the field, I was like, this is where they take all the abandoned cars. Right. But it's not he took Terry into the field, I was like, this is where they take all the abandoned cars. Right. But it's not. It's a bunch of teenagers all wanting to have it's, sex. It's Lover's Lane, essentially, isn't it? And, and yeah. that, but that was the joke. And so the sheriff scares them all off. And so you get this joke. And then you get the two girls in the car. So the horror theme comes back in. And then the rapey sequence happened, which I was like, I don't know how to get that. And then it's now this action chase sequence where Vincent is trying to ram this poor girl off the road while Bruce and Terry are trying to find their location in wherever they are in the local area. But Vincent takes, like, I thought the girl died mm. because Vincent, we see Vincent knocking this car into the local river. Um, but when I, when you look at the garden later, you actually see the blonde girl in there. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, he somehow managed to fish her out. Be yeah. Probably before he knocked, drove the car into the lake. Somehow, but the film doesn't show you that. Well, we do find out that he is an expert swimmer. Yes. Because Ida at this point is sick and tired of Terry and it's like, I'm going to show you how we do all of the farming stuff. And then she tries to hide the fact that there's limbs floating in this bubbling stew. Yeah, yeah. She's like, you know what? This is a good time for tubing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be nice. <laughs> Haven't she ever tubed? So they go tubing, which is essentially jumping into the lake with the big, you know, so they go tubing, which is essentially jumping into the lake with the big, you know, rubber tube. I, I'm glad Terry was wearing the white t-shirt and not Ida. I'm sure Ida is very attractive in a swimsuit, but... T-shirt and not Ida. I'm sure Ida is very attractive in a swimsuit, but Terry pulls it off better. And this is, was a, such a whole weird bit because I was like, yeah, okay, Terry's a liability, so Ida kind of wants to take her out. And I'm guessing this will cause conflict with Vincent. I'm guessing it will cause conflict with Vincent because Vincent fancies Terry. But Ida pulls out this razor blade and I'm thinking, oh shit, is she going to cut her up or something? She's going to cut her rubber uh, ring. But she cuts her own or something. She's going to cut her rubber uh, ring. But she cuts her own or something. She's going to cut her rubber uh, ring. But she cuts her own. Pretend her rubber uh, ring. But she cuts her own, pretends to drown, 
And then when Terry comes to rescue her, she tries to drown Terry, which I'm like, Terry, just tr- swim away. <laughs> just go, just go somewhere else from, from, don't stay in the one position. And then out of nowhere, Vincent just appears. Don't stay in the one position. And then out of nowhere, Vincent just appears. Don't stay in the one position. And then out of nowhere, Vincent just appears. Stay in the one position. And then out of nowhere, Vincent just appears in the one position. And then out of nowhere, Vincent just appears in the river. And he's just leapt in from the edge, grabs hold of Terry, and he swims back. And they play it off like it was all an accident. Yeah, well, I mean, Ida's like sincerely apologetic. She's like, I couldn't swim and I panicked and I'm so sorry. Will you ever forgive me? But that's the thing. By this point in the movie, I'm like, okay, Terry, I'm guessing, is the innocent. But she's madly in love with Vincent and has given up on everything else. Now, that is the major problem with this character. Yeah. Like, she's had this horrible accident to begin with and her, and her boyfriend, fiancé, or whatever, was buried overnight. Like, she's got... No, and, her, and her boyfriend, fiancé, or whatever, was buried overnight. Like, she's got no questions. Boyfriend, fiancé, or whatever, was buried overnight. Like, she's got no questions about... Boyfriend, fiancé, or whatever, was buried overnight. Like, she's got no questions about that. No. Like, the fact that she doesn't want to leave, the fact that, like, all of these weird things are going on around her, and she's like, oh, I'm quite happy here. And then she's completely smitten with Vincent. And she was almost raped the night before, but she's like, yeah, it's fine. I had a really good night. Thank you. Yeah. She's like, what is wrong with you, girl? Why are you still here? Everybody who Vincent comes into contact with dies other than you or a family member, like well, the swingers. We, I was just about to say, don't forget, we oh got the swinger party. Tur- or a family member, like well, the swingers. We, I was just about to say, don't forget, we oh got the swinger party God. that turns up. We get these two lost fools that are trying to find the swinger hotel. Yeah. And they've obviously got lost and they've ended up here. You know what? I, th- I thought Ida had actually put the uh, advert out. Possibly. To lure, lure more people in. It's a possibility, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so we get this, like, the, the weird sequence when they're trying to get a room. Then we get this bizarre sequence where he's completely dressed up. Oh, the whip sequence. Oh, I was <laughs> loving. She's whipping the whole entire set to pieces. And then he comes out of the bathroom. Asking uh, for the jelly. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I didn't know where the hell this was going. <laughs> yeah. Like... No. And so then Ida and Vincent turn up and they're just like, woohoo, swinger party commence. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we've brought the laugh. Turn up and they're just like, woohoo, swinger party commence. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we've brought the laughing gap. And they're just like, woohoo, swinger party commence. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we've brought the laughing gap. And they're just like, woohoo, swinger party commence. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we've brought the laughing gas. But this is like, woohoo, swinger party commence. Yeah. And they're like, oh, but we've brought the laughing gas. But this is different laughing gas to what you're what you're familiar with. And they gas him out and just as they're about to gas her he's like oh yeah we gas you and we do the laughing <laughs> and then they get buried in the the patch yeah i was just like sometimes the, the the tone of the movie was lost but the jokes were good hit, enough hit and miss i'd say hit I, and miss good enough for me that i laughed to see what was in store next and um after they because they'd broken the necks of a couple of the band members 
to drag them out so that they could start cutting up the Don't flesh. forget, though, they give them one hell of a psychedelic LSD oh. trip just to prepare them because he's like, I am a humane farmer. Yes. I treat my cattle better than most ever farmers ever have. Yeah. So I'm going to make sure that they're completely pieced out before we yank them, break their necks. And it works. I mean, it works. I do love the guy with the mustache who plays um, Hammy right. from Toy Story. Um, he's also in Cheers. Like his, like he didn't have much of a talking part in this movie, but just watching him lying there dead, like ah, with his tongue out. <laughs> um, and they're preparing these bodies now. They 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 need the time to do it, so they drug Terry because Terry wants to, Terry desperately wants to have sex with Vincent, but Vincent's like, no, we can't until we're married. And so she's like, okay, let's get married tomorrow. And he's like, okay. And Wolfman Jack, the priest, tells the tells Bruce, the sheriff, look, your brother's getting married tomorrow. I love that little moment as well, where it's like, is that a pornographic magazine there? Yes, well, let me... I love that little moment as well, where it's like, is that a pornographic magazine there? Yes, well, let me... Just that little moment as well, where it's like, is that a pornographic magazine there? Yes, well, let me just take that so I can destroy it. And he takes the magazine, but then he starts looking at it himself. I'm like... We know, we know. But Bruce is all like, oh my God, I've got to go rescue Terry because she doesn't know that Vincent's got syphilis on the brain. And Terry, Ida and Vincent are all sat there having a drink, you know, discussing about the marriage the next day. And you can blatantly see Ida pour this green shit into a glass. Right. <laughs> and hand it to, to Terry. And Terry's like, oh, glug, glug, glug. And it starts to take an effect and she gets knocked out. Now, I thought they were going to kill her at this point, but it assume, but I only assume that they've decided. I thought they were going to kill her at this point, but it assume, but I only assume that they've decided. Planned. I thought they were going to kill her at this point, but it assume, but I only assume that they've decided Planned to do it. They're going to kill her at this point, but it assume, but I only assume that they've decided Planned to do it so that they could get to work on the farm. Yeah. So they're wanting to keep Terry around, but also wanting to hide the farm stuff because the swimming sequence caused no conflict between Vincent and Ida. No. You know, he's like, nope, that's fine. You know, you tried to kill her. Okay. But like, nope, that's fine. You know, you tried to kill her. Okay. But Vincent explains at one point that he, you know, he wants to teach her the ways of the farm, but in his own time. Right. But because, you know, he wants to teach her the ways of the farm, but in his own time. Right. But because of, he wants to teach her the ways of the farm, but in his own time. Right. But because of, he wants to teach her the ways of the farm, but in his own time. Right. But because of, the way to teach her the ways of the farm, but in his own time. Right. But because of, the way the events play out, ways of the farm, but in his own time. Right. But because of the the way the events play out, well, but in his own time. Right. But because of the the way the events play out, well, he doesn't get a chance to. But why, Vincent? You know, I don't. I get no love from you. I don't really get the, any aspect of you loving Terry. I don't understand why Terry would love you after everything she's been through. You know, yes, the the. The hidden garden and the secret meat smoking process is, is a brilliant aspect. We should really just stick with that. And so Bruce turns up at the house um, to, to rescue Terry. And while he's rescuing Terry, explaining to her that they need to get out of there. The, after they've taken the three bodies out of the garden, the soil's been loosened. And Bo, Terry's boyfriend, 
starts to escape and help the other people escape. And they emerge like some crazed zombie horde. Exactly. I was just like, why are they acting like zombies? Now, granted, the only thing that should be wrong with them is the fact that they can't talk. But why do they all act so brain dead? Well, is it because they've been in the farm for a few days being force fed whatever chemicals or yeah, and food that, they've been fed? That sound, what, like, I couldn't, when they were in the garden, I couldn't tell if they were playing sound to the, to the, to the garden. I couldn't tell if they were playing sound to the, to the, to the plant. I couldn't tell if they were playing sound to the, to the, to the plants, I suppose, or if it was the audio of the movie just being creepy. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, the audio of the movie just being creepy. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, yeah, after being force fed drugs, just being creepy. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, yeah, after being force fed drugs or weird psychedelic music and stuff, you know, they're just gargling messes as they come out. And uh, Vincent and Ida have been preparing the meat, you know, getting it ready to make more shipments. And Ida's really, really hungry, so she goes off and finding finding Bruce, she 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 beats Bruce up. Right. And she and she steals Terry to take to Vincent to say, Hey, look, she was going to escape, you know, and we need to get rid of her and Vincent's like kind of upset. Yeah, because he's just like, well, you've played my hand now. Now I guess I'll have to show you everything and don't freak out. Yeah, because I may have to potentially kill you later. You know, why he didn't kill her at the start. For I, I think I would have preferred her to die and somebody to have come into the hotel. To find out. Looking looking. Yeah, them, yeah. Than to have been somebody who was just there. It would make more sense because her character is just a bloody mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Because Ida disappears as well, um, and she's attacked by the zombie horde. Right. And Bo infiltrates the smoking shed to try to rescue Terry and attack Vincent. But he's overpowered and defeated by Vincent. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay, so now we're down to Bruce. Bruce is the hero. He's he's woken up. He's... I can't believe that like, this, this guy is the film's hero. I know. Like, like if I find it really hard to root for him. And I end up rooting for, for Vincent instead. I, me too. Like, like, I don't root for, root for, for Terry. Because no. I'm like, I don't really care about you. You're in this predicament. Um, and, and yeah, Bruce grabs a shotgun and he, he, he breaks his way into the shed. And him and... Vincent have this confrontation. Now, I had this amazing moment while I was watching this movie. This is the first time I'd ever watched this movie. I'd wikied it, but I, I, you know, seeing it is something else. And when Vincent appeared with a chainsaw and a pig mask, I immediately flashed to seeing him at the beginning of the movie sat in that little wooden chair. And I was like, yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, things certainly escalated. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's quite a, a, a like a, an iconic. Certainly escalated. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's quite a, a, a like a, an iconic shot in all of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite a, a, a like a, an iconic shot in all of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. It's quite a, a, a like a, an iconic shot in all of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. A, 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 like a, an iconic shot in all of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was on the like a, an iconic shot in all of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. I believe it was on the the poster or the front cover of a Fangoria magazine. I think it's actually a very rare and expensive copy of that magazine publication now. Yeah. But yeah. The image of him with the chainsaw with the pig head on. It's like that. That that's great. That's 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 interesting. It makes you want to go. What the hell is this from? Yeah. 
Um, unfortunately, this chainsaw... Do you want to go, what the hell is this from? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, this chainsaw duel, because obviously Bruce ends up picking up a chainsaw himself. Yeah. And they have a chainsaw fight. Now, it's... Uh, th- th- they spent, f- I think, five 12-hour days... Uh, sh- uh, th- th- they spent, f- I think, five 12-hour days uh, shooting this. It was the most ex- um, extensive and grueling um, shoot of the entire production. Yeah. Because uh, they really wanted this to work, even though this chainsaw duel wasn't even in the original script or the or the or the changed script. They literally had the idea when they were filming, and they went, "Wouldn't that be great to end the movie with?" Yeah. And so yeah, we have this extended chainsaw battle, which I'll be honest, I think I, th- I think it's a great highlight of the film. But the editing and the pacing and and the shots for it doesn't really convey what what's going on very well. Well, that's it. I I got I got no real risk from this situation. It was like I said for me, the movie had gone like this with comedy and horror so much that I saw this whole ending as a massive joke. For sure, yeah. Really, you know, because like you said, Bruce the Bruce the pre-rapist is the hero. Terry is tied to this conveyor belt and going towards this tiny bone saw, which I know bone saws are really quite strong, but she plays the damsel in distress. So silly, you know, and, and it only really gets activated because the two of the guys are swinging their friggin' chainsaws around all over the place. They accidentally activate it. Um, and he, he jams it. They accidentally activate it. Um, and he, he jams the, they accidentally activate it. Um, and he he jams the chainsaw into Vincent's side. Yeah, that's really the only major gore it's shot of the entire film. A really good one. It is a really good major gore it's shot of the entire film. A really good one. It is a really good one. A gore it's shot of the entire film. A really good one. It is a really good one. A gore. A shot of the entire film. A really good one. It is a really good one. I think that was even censored on release in some countries as well, though. Uh, but I mean, this film does have an X rating. Mm. But you know, there's like there's a couple of instances of brief nudity, but there's really no gore, which makes me think that the rating for this film is is there because of how dark the subject matter is of of cannibalism, really. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Because of how dark the subject matter is of, of cannibalism, really. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, well, I mean, it is very prominent. I mean, they don't kind of shy away from it. And there are so many jokes when people are eating meat. The yeah. two little girls, yeah. when they found the meat packaging plant, meat, the yeah. two little girls, yeah. when they found the meat packaging plant and they got scared, and they get in the car the meat packaging plant and they got scared and they get in the car and Rory Calhoun's like don't worry guys I'll look after your girls and he goes Wah! and I'm like how is that gonna fucking help I'll look after your girls and he goes Wah! and I'm like how is that gonna fucking help I'll calm him down for you yeah! well, what I mean, they stopped crying, but they scared them right back out of it. Traumatized for the rest of their life. I mean, they stopped crying, but they scared them right back out of it. Traumatized for the rest of their life. I mean, they stopped crying, but they scared them right back out of it. Traumatized for the rest of their life. I mean, they stopped crying, but they scared them right back out of it. Traumatized for the rest of their life.
And so, yeah, so uh, to, to, to end this sequence, we get, of course, another joke. Yeah. Where he's just like, I've got a confession to make before I die. I used preservatives. <laughs> yeah. A confession to make before I die. I used preservatives. Confession <laughs> yeah. to make before I die. I used preservatives. Confession <laughs> yeah. to make before I die. I used preservatives. <laughs> yeah. I'm the biggest hypocrite of all. <laughs> God forgive me. I'm like, that's what you've got. Okay, 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 movie. Like, Terry, you're not going to be upset. You've just lost, like, your, your next husband. <laughs> no. Terry's like, She's like, oh, I'll leave a Bruce now. Yeah. And, and they, when they walk out, they come across Ida's body. And Ida is buried upside down in the mud. And she's still kicking. Yes. Yeah, I thought that. <laughs> I was like, wow, she's still alive? Um, you don't see what happens to the rest of the other people. Like, the police don't even turn up. They, the movie ends with Terry and Bruce standing out in front of the hotel. And, and Terry saying... This place is evil. And then the sign explodes. The end. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, where do you go from there? Well, Ian, did you have any favourite or memorable scenes from the film? I, I had a few, actually. I had a f- Well, Ian, did you have any favourite or memorable scenes from the film? I, I had a few, actually. I had a few. Did you have any favourite or memorable scenes from the film? I, I had a few, actually. I had a few. Did you have any favourite or memorable scenes from the film? I, I had a few, actually. I had a few. The, the favourite or memorable scenes from the film? I, I had a few, actually. I had a few. The, the garden... Favourite or memorable scenes.